This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. There's a chill in the air, and with it comes the biggest football games of the season. MPB is the statewide radio network for the MHSAA State Football Championships. Hear all six games live December 2nd and 3rd on Think Radio. And brand new for 2022, hear the state's biggest football stars compete against the best from Alabama and against each other in the Miss Al All-Star Football Game from Mobile December 10th and the Bernard Blackwell All-Star Football Classic from Gulfport December 17th. Hear Mississippi's biggest and brightest future stars all through December right here on Think Radio and the MPB Public Media app free in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill, and I want the listening people to know I only do this show so I can find out what repairs my vehicle needs. (laughs) (laughs) So does your vehicle squeak or creak? Everybody raise your hand if that happens. You know, maybe you need to grease the wheels or the axle or the steering column or the inside of the engine. We're going to learn all about, somebody else is raising their hand. We're going to learn all about what needs to be lubricated in your vehicle. But we'll also take your other repair questions. Hello, Coach Charlie. Hello, how are you doing today? Well, except for the squeaking and creaking. When I turn my steering wheel, so when we first talked about doing a lubrication show, you know, I'm thinking of all the lube, quick lubes. You don't even see quick lubes anymore, but everything kind of in the vehicle sort of needs to get lubricated. Well, you think about the newer vehicles and the older vehicles, if you think about those vehicles now, there's a lot of lubrication in the older vehicles as undercarriage and front ends and but in the newer vehicles a lot of that lubrication has disappeared because everything is sealed and when you have sealed bearings and sealed uh, tie rod ends and front ends you don't have to lube them but really if we think about lubrication Liz lubrication is talking about cleaning cooling and reducing friction that is lubrication. That is what it does to a vehicle. And mainly, most people talk about, well, when I do a, talk about lubrication, you talk about the engine itself being lubricated. Oil changes, transmission change, filter changes, and oil changes, and rear end change, uh, getting the fluid out and replacing those in a, at a certain interval. That's what people talk about when they say, well, lubrication. Well, really, lubrication has a lot to do if you have squeaky doors, as you're talking about the rear door, the passenger doors, or you may even have... Um, Things that as you're driving, you hit a bump, you'll hear squeaks. And, you know, you turn your steering wheel, like you said, you'll hear squeaks. Well, all of those, either it's a problem or they just got dry. The joints or the sockets or where they're turning has got dry, and then you need to lubricate those. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about lubrication today. We used to have where we had to take it in there and you put it up on a rack. You pull the vehicle up on a rack and they'd take a grease gun and they'd grease all these different alamites in the vehicle. 17 points. Yeah, 17, 18 (laughs) points. You had them in the drive shaft. You had them all just all over the vehicle. Today, you have very few places to use a grease gun because everything's sealed. And they come from the manufacturer. They're sealed for a lifetime. CV axles, we used to have just drive shafts. Now we have CV axles in there that have uh, lubrication in them. And I think a lot of people, I reckon when they take their vehicle to a uh, oil change, they put it on a lift and uh, the person comes back and says, well, you got grease by your wheels. Well, 
what that grease is is where your CV axle has the boot is busted. It's full of grease, and it goes all over the place. And once again, that has to be replaced. You know, you can't just grease it. So a lot of times these bearings and everything used to have places where you could put uh, grease to stop bearings and all make a noise. You don't do that anymore. You just replace it. I think another purpose of this show is to tell people how it is now. Yes. Because maybe we have an older listening audience that remembers back in the day you had to do X, Y, and Z, and cars are different now. Well, the more technology and the way that we were able to manufacture the parts, they last a lot longer, so they feel like they don't need to lubricate as much. One thing that, I don't know if we get this question every show, is about oil changes. And oil is a lubricant, right? Well, the oil change is a lubricant, and it's very important for the engine. Once again, cleans, cools and reduces friction. And you have three types of oil that we use out there in the public right now. You have just regular conventional oil that is just crude oil that's been blent. And then you have a synthetic oil that is man-made in a laboratory. And then you have a blended synthetic and conventional oil. Well, the best oil through that, you're going to have something on each of them, but the best one is a synthetic oil, and that is a man-made oil. And plus, if you think about synthetic, it's it maintains for higher temperature, it, it maintains its viscosity or its thickness. Same thing for cooler temperature, color temperatures. It maintains its viscosity. It gets it gets into the little crevices and has better better tolerance. Okay. Now, and another thing, you know, you talk about people changing the oil 10,000, 15,000 miles. You can't do that with conventional motor oil. You have to use a synthetic motor oil. Now, synthetics can go to 20,000 miles on some vehicles. Okay. That's why I hate to tell you that this is why a manufacturer or dealer can say, well, we're going to do maintenance on your car free for two years. Well, guess what? They're giving you two oil changes. You know, so that's where that comes in because they're using synthetic oil. Now, the synthetic blend, that's part crude oil and part um, synthetic oil. Every one of them has a, I reckon you can say different properties and additives in them. Uh, you have detergents in them. We used to be able to, well, I would say, 30 years ago, you could buy oil that was non-detergent or detergent. You could buy that because that was an additive they put on them. But most oils now have uh, suspersements in there that will make dirt go down to the bottom. There's all kinds of different additives that oil companies put into their oil to make it better. And since oil changed, now our vehicles have changed. They got better, and now they can last. I got a vehicle with 375,000 miles on it. You know, right now, because the oil gets changed and you want to make sure that you change that oil because what happened, if you use conventional oil, after a while it makes carbon and all that. But if you use a synthetic oil, it doesn't make all that carbon. But guess what? You can interchange those oils. If you've been using a conventional oil all your life, you can go to a synthetic oil. It ain't going to hurt a bit. So that was what I, I was uh, thinking about. You know, there's the best oil in the, the the esoteric world, but then the best oil for your vehicle. So if I have, let's use my 06 van as an example. You know, when I bought it, it's synthetic of oil hadn't been 
I don't know if it had been invented, but, you know, it wasn't commonly used on my van. And so it's been using the traditional oil the whole time. Can I put synthetic in it now? You can put synthetic in it now. It's not going to hurt anything. You know, you have oils change because just say if you got high mileage on your vehicle, 75 to 80,000 miles on the vehicle, I would go to a high mileage oil, you know. And a high mileage oil is just a little bit thicker. It may have a few more additives in there because a lot of times there was a commercial years ago when they had GTX Castro motor oil. And what they do, they had all these engines in a room and they drained all the oil out of the vehicles out of those engines running, and GTX ran the longest, okay? And what it was, GTX was saying how good their oil was because they were putting Teflon in the oil, and Teflon is a lubricant, and it would run better, okay? Well, all companies do that now. They all put something else in there to make it where it will lubricate that internal part of that engine. And so the the oil lubricates the engine. What about... Fuel pumps, do they need to be lubricated? Well, fuel pumps are going to be lubricated by the uh, fuel that's in the uh, the fuel. You can't do anything to a fuel pump. It's internal in the engine, I mean, in the fuel tank itself, so you can't do anything there. It gets lubricated, and really it's just a fuel pump today is just electrical. It used to be mechanical, and it was lubricated by the engine oil as well because it had a lever on it. No longer do they have a lever. It is a electrical module. So I wonder how many folks are are, you know, from back in the day, and they're going to have, you have to learn, you know, people who thought that, you know, thought they were competent enough and intelligent enough and knowledgeable enough to work on their own vehicles. Now these vehicles are just a little different. Well, this this is what happened. Uh, We had the old school and you got the new school. Okay, a lot of the old school guys that were working on these V8s and non-electronic engines, that's what they like. That's what they made their living on. That's what that was their life. Today, students are working on vehicles today that have, they still have mechanical, but it's really electronics. It's controlled by a computer that it has really nothing to do with the old school. They've changed them completely. And a lot of old school people will not even open the hood of one. You can take your vehicle, these new vehicles to shops today. Some people won't even work on them. Because, first of all, they don't, it's not that they don't have the ability, it's just maybe they don't have the tools to work on as the scan tools and the different things for them now where the other day, the back back in the day, you could work on your vehicle, you know. And when you talk about lubrication problems here, you know, a lot of times our vehicles today, our main problems is noise in the engine for lack of changing your oil, Okay, that's one of the biggest problems right there. If you hear noises, most of the time it's from lack of changing your oil. Uh, other parts, fuel pump your check engine light coming on. Well, people don't check their oil like they should check their oil, you know. And so if they don't check their oil, the, the check engine light comes on, the oil light comes on, and now you're on the side of the road. So those are things that happen because you don't check the lubrication system. And so you want to be very careful. Maybe a few, you know, maybe an oil pump will go out. But if you think about oil pumps today, you have two or three different types. You have one that is used to be down in the oil in the oil pan. It would suck oil up, go through the filter, and go through the engine. It was pressure fed. Now you have one that just slings oil. You have a, like a, dip, a dipstick down into the uh, on the crankcase, goes around and around, throws oil all over the engine on the inside. So you got different ways those engines are lubricated now, and they're just so so much more sophisticated. 
If you've got a question, send us your emails. That address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about all the different ways that we need to lubricate our vehicles. Is your car under recall? Uh, We've got quite a list that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I am Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. All right, recalls. We've had quite a lot because we were off during Thanksgiving. So Honda Ridgelines are being recalled for a failed backup camera. I know a lot of people think that backup camera is the best thing since sliced bread. That's right. They love that backup camera. Ford, whoa, Magali, has uh, recalled a bunch of Escapes Bronco Sports over a fire risk, half a million. The issue involves a fuel link on the inside of the fire compartment, the engine compartment. Tesla has recalled Model 3 and Model Y for failing taillights and Model X for airbags. Ford, again, F-150 is being recalled for failing windshield wipers. Ram HD trucks are being recalled. They've got a fire risk. The issue stems from a buildup of pressure and heat within the transmission that may result in a fluid leak from the dipstick tube. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall. Input that VIN, um, or you can just find their Safer Car app. We're talking today about what all needs to be lubricated in your vehicle, and we're taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org and the callers have called. Let's start in Clarksdale and talk with David. David, we're glad you've called in this morning. What's your comment or question? Well, I have a question. Uh, Yes, thank you. Uh, I have a 2020 uh, Kia Sedona minivan and I decided I would, you know, change the oil myself. I I looked on YouTube and it seemed very simple and straightforward. Then I look in my owner's, you know, manual and there's no instructions toward it, and they say to take it to a dealer. So I want to know whether I should change my own myself and if there's anything I need to know that uh, I didn't see on the YouTube video, which is, like I said, made it look really straightforward. Well, and I, why, don't, why don't they want us to change our own oil? Or, well, the thing is, if you're changing on your own oil itself already, you know how it's, you know, a lot of people now drain the oil. They do not uh, remove the oil plug out of the bottom of the oil pan. They siphle the oil out from the dipstick. Okay, oh. and if they siphle it out from the dipstick, there's a certain tool that you'll use. You'll put the tube down into the dipstick. Uh, after you take it out, you, tube, you'll, and it just sucks all the oil out of it because there's so many um, shields and guards underneath the vehicle. And so they try not to mess with those guards and oil plugs, and they suck it out. And that's the reason probably why they want you to take it back to them. But if there's a place where you can move the shield and the oil plugs right there, you should be able to just drain it and you because know, it's really straightforward. Okay, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a shield or anything. I didn't see that in the video. I haven't gone under the car yet, but like I said, it looks very straightforward. So, okay, you, you'd say it's a... It's a Basically, it's, if I'm careful and I know what I'm doing, it's the safe thing to do. And I'm yeah, not gonna... 
Well, I'd be voiding the warranty or anything? You would not void the warranty. Just make sure that you keep up with the receipt where you got the oil. Make sure you record it in your owner's manual. Uh, once again, what you that's what the owner's manual is for. Make sure you re, uh, record the uh, schedule you did it in the miles. Another thing, to reset the light, you know, that may be a yeah. thing. If you don't know how to reset the light, maybe that's why they want you to take it back to them. But, you know, you can find that on um, forums as well, how to reset that oil light. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Yeah, David, we talked last week about the owner's manual and also, uh, you know, where to get information. And we mentioned forums. So if you found a forum online for your vehicle, uh, I'm sure somebody else has talked about changing the oil. Right. Thanks for calling in. Let's go to Alan in Irvington, Alabama. Alan, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Well, I wanted to address the current philosophy of them going to 10,000-mile oil changes and the filter advertisers, filter advertisers even uh, rec- uh, trying to sell us that these are 20,000-mile oil filters. And true enough, you can make the filter last that long, but you certainly need to change the oil before that. That's one That's uh, one comment I had. I wanted to see what he thinks about that. Okay, on the oil, that's another thing is that I said earlier that the manufacturers say they'll give you a two-year uh, service on that vehicle. They're assuming you're going to go 20,000 miles in two years. So they're doing ten or 15,000-mile oil changes. Those are the intervals. Okay. They're using a synthetic motor oil that can go up to 20,000 miles, but you always got to think about how you drive. If you do a lot of stop and go driving, well, I'm going to change that oil quicker. If I'm going to be driving down the highway, maybe you ain't got to change it as quick. Okay. So there's the way you drive the vehicle is really telling you when to change that oil besides what the owner's manual tells you to do, you know? So within those ranges, filters, well, I hate to tell you that the manufacturer does not put the highest quality filter on there. Everybody mm-hmm. has their filters. You know, I used to use Wick oil filters all the time. Then I went to yeah. a different oil uh, oil filter. So <laughs> it's just different of what you are comfortable with putting on your vehicle. And to, you know, because if you're going to change the oil regardless, you change the filter. It doesn't matter. If you're going to change it at 10,000 miles, change the oil filter at 10,000 miles right along with it. Because really all that oil filter is is a lot of paper, and it strains the oil and gets the dirt. That's all it does. Yes, sir. I I understand all of that, and I agree with you completely, but uh, it might not uh, hurt anything for other people to hear about that. That's right. And then also, you made reference to uh, siphoning the oil out of automobile engines, but uh, my particular experience, well, I've done several thousands of of, of oil changes, but uh, if you have a four-wheeler or a motorcycle, it's as easy to uh, pump the oil out of the crankcase and change the filter as it is to drop the plug, because typically on motorcycle or four-wheeler, there is a guard or splash pan under both it and the transmission, and it's good to do it, but then you're always getting oil in that pan and leaking and everything. Yeah. Pumping out the oil in, in both the uh, motorcycle and four-wheeler as well as the lawnmower saves you a lot of dirt and oil all over the place. It really does. And then you still change the oil, every time, oil filter every time. Right. You really want to make sure there's a lot of vehicles that 
you cannot pump the oil out of the dipstick. Uh, a lot of the Mercedes and all those you can, but there are vehicles that <laughs> you think you're down in the bottom of that oil pan with that line, but that line's not going all the way down. It just seems to stop. You know, oh, so that, oh, I know that. I mean, I'm, I'm particularly talking about motorcycles and uh, four wheelers. Yeah, I've done uh, that many times. Yeah, that that is a lot easier. And uh, I, I typically, I, I quite often do it. Just drop the plug and everything to be absolutely sure. But if you have a little issue or it's difficult to do, just pump it out and then change your motor oil a little bit more frequently. That's right. You'll never have a problem. That's, I mean, that's right. I've got. A 1995 four wheeler, and I've changed it religiously, and uh, still going strong. That's right. But anyway, uh, yeah, don't don't listen to all the propaganda they give you about ten or twenty thousand miles on that. All right, thanks. Thank you. Have a great day. You're welcome. Thanks, Alan. Alan's given us an idea. I don't think in the three four years we've had autocorrect that we've done a motorcycle show. Oh, I can do that as well. Whoa. Happy New Year. <laughs> That's Look for that in the new year. Great. Okay, let's go down to Mobile and speak with John. John, thanks for calling in today. What's your comment or question? Hopefully I'm the John that called in earlier. <laughs> that's why, <laughs> hey, folks, that's why we always ask for your name. You know, one day we had four Mikes. We, we had did. four Michaels on there. So that's why we got John from Mobile. John from Mobile. Hope everybody's had that coffee this morning. Um, a quick question for you, and you may, you may have already covered this, uh, and that concerns uh, frequency of lubrication on on vehicles. My uh, oldest vehicle is a 2003 RAV4, and I have a 2017 RAV4. Um, is there any need to bring the car in for lubrication? I, I remember decades ago, or I like to say a million years ago, you'd always have to come in and uh, lube up bearings and wheel bearings and the like. But in, in today's cars, I get the feeling everything's sealed up and it doesn't require lubrication. Is that correct? You're absolutely correct. On most vehicles today, the front bearings are sealed. The drive shaft does not have alamites. Everything's sealed on it. The CV axles, they have boots on them. They're sealed. The front end, most of those uh, joints are sealed. Now, the only time you're going to take in, had to have it lubricated, if those U-joints, I mean, if those um, front end parts have been replaced, because a lot of the ones that have been replaced are not uh, sealed, they will have a place where you can put an alamite in the top of it to grease it. So if anything's been replaced, you probably need to grease it. But if it's not been replaced, it's going to, you know, it's supposed to be for the life of that part. What does the term alamite mean? You lost me there. What is okay, that? well, well, uh, it's called a grease fitting. A alamite is called a alamite. It's called a dessert, and it's called a grease fitting. So okay, dessert. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Okay. So if you got all three of those, if you like, say, if it's been replaced, you'll probably have a grease fitting put in the top of it or on the side of it, and you'll have to grease those up. Now, four wheel drives. A lot of four wheel drive vehicles, even up today, some of them still. Uh, say if they're modifying the four-wheel drive, they will have different ball joints and um, upper and lower ball joints that will still have uh, grease fittings in them. So, Okay. That's why I need to know. You've done a good job. You can go home. Okay. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you. much. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, John. Oh, Coach, you've earned your pay. 
Our email address where you can send your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're learning about lubricating our vehicles, where and when and what, but that's just between car repair questions. What's in the news? I'll tell you next. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired instructor from Clinton's High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill. Hey, I hope you have downloaded our app for your smartphone, Java. Java sitting in for Jay White today. Java, we were talking with the communications people yesterday. The app is new and improved. Oh, well, I'm going to have to open it up and see what the improvements look like. Well, there's like uh, the the menu. It says menu on it now. So for folks who didn't know where the was menu just the was, three, it was just those three it lines. It was just the three yeah. lines. But now it says menu. And also they're streaming. You can stream MPB TV. You can stream Create. You can stream the kids 24. MPB kids, yeah. So um, that uh, everybody needs to, if you haven't opened up our app in a while, Go ahead, download it. It's at the Google Play or the iTunes Store. It's free. And it's free. And it's free TV streaming and free radio and free podcasts. But, you know, it is free. But you can also make a contribution because MPB is uh, publicly funded, and we would love the public to fund us through the app. And then you can get that passport. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's good, too. Then you can see the secret secret shows ah well there's so much information to put out there that mpb puts out there oh it's it's fantastic and to just have it on your phone where you can watch it anytime is fantastic autocorrect is heard on mpb think radio thursdays at 10 a.m with a replay saturdays at 11 okay in the news now i know a lot of folks they have their favorite cars and they love this car well some of them are going away they're discontinuing some cars for 23 So hold on to your hats if they're some of your favorites. The Acura ILX, Buick Encore, Chevrolet Spark. And some of these are the cheaper cars. A little bit of cars. Some of these are the less expensive cars. They're not going to sell anymore, so you have to buy the more expensive cars. So no more little tiny Chevrolet Spark. No more Ford Echo Sport, Honda Insight. Hyundai Ascent, Lexus RXL, Toyota Avalon, and Volkswagen Passat. Say bye-bye. If you want one of those, you better get them before they're gone. We're talking about different ways to lubricate your vehicle. Email us your questions, auto at mpbonline.org. Or give us a call. We've cleared out everybody but Will from Carthage, so now our phone lines are back open. Will, thanks for hanging on. What is your comment or question for Coach Charlie? Yeah, I was uh, in 2017. I'm sorry, what? Hang on a second, Will. You have a 2000 and what? 17. 17, great. Uh, yes, ma'am, this is Dodge uh, 1500. When I first cranked it up in the morning, it's a happening you know like it's not lubricated properly when i I bought the truck uh probably seven eight months ago and so i changed the oil i used a full synthetic and now i'm hearing it's tapping and after it runs for a while it, it doesn't do that anymore okay so it's 2017 how many miles it got on it 103 
103. So that's not really many miles for that engine. Well, what happens here on a lot of these vehicles here, if the oil pump is weak, all the oil drains down out of the engine, on the top of the engine, it goes down to the oil pan. Okay. What happens is that when the engine cranks up, it has to pump all that oil back up to the parts that it drained down overnight. Okay. And a lot of times you will hear that tapping sound. And then as you drive the vehicle, those lifters and those tappets and all that, they get lubricated real good and it quits making the noise. Okay. What I would suggest that you do, I know that you use full synthetic oil on it. Um, it's according what the um, how that vehicle has been driven before you got it, and how if it was abused as you know driving it, whoever had it could have abused it. What I would do is because I know that the owner's manual has a certain type of uh, viscosity thickness of oil. I would go with just a little bit thicker if it's like 10W30 or 5W20, just say it's 0W20, a lot of vehicles like that right now. I would go up like 5W20 or 5W30 and put that oil in there and make sure that it's a good uh, oil with, like, say, the synthetic blend is great or full synthetic that is great. And by putting some type of different thickness oil in there, that might solve your problem on that, you know, because it'll keep lubrication up there. And it may not drain all down. And you could put, uh, they do make some oil that has like Marble Mystery Oil and some other additives that have Teflon in it. And that would help lubricate it. And you may not hear that noise as well. Well, I'm putting this uh, 5W20 in it. Yeah. And I, I was telling a friend of mine about it. And they said something about uh, they got sea foam and different stuff you can might put in there that might will stop it from making a noise. Well, if you put sea foam, just a little heavier oil. yeah, just put a little bit heavier oil in there, and then they do make some oil additives that have Teflon in there, and that Teflon will coat those parts, and you probably won't hear that noise after you put that Teflon in there. Would the, would the full synthetic not have Teflon in it? I mean, i got to specifically look for one that has Teflon in it. Well, different manufacturers of oil put different additives in their oil. You know, and you just have to see what the additives they put in there. But every manufacturer okay. has a different additive. Okay, I got you. I got you. All right. I was just, you know, I've been hearing that noise, and I make me think my engine or something. Maybe you try to go out on me. Nah, just try to put your little thicker oil in it, find you some Teflon, a little bit uh, different type of additive in there, and see what happens. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Awesome. We're so glad you called in, Will. Let's go up to Hernando and talk to Mike. I guess you can say go up to Hernando because anywhere in Mississippi, you got to go up to oh. Her- Hernando yeah. or maybe over to. There you That's go. True. Mike, we're glad you've called in today. What's your comment or question? Well, uh, it's just a kind of a sad comment. You just mentioned the cars that are being discontinued. Uh, two years ago, I bought a little Chevy Spark. I mean, it's little. But I was stunned. I've owned V8 sports cars. I've been in California, raced a car. I've had turbocharged car, and I'm stunned at how well this little bitty dude rides. It's got the CVT, but it rides like a much bigger car, and it's got, you know, all the power amenities and everything. And it kind of irks me that General Motors is giving up a segment of automobiles that the buying public likes and for many of us on fixed income can afford and it's like that that class of car, I don't care who the manufacturer is, is being abandoned. 
you don't find a really nice little car for under twenty thousand anymore. Well, you got to think and, about. Uh, I'm sorry to see it. Yeah, you got to think about this, Mike. Uh, General Motors, I hate to tell you, they're going all electric in twenty five. They said they're going to be all electric yeah, by twenty five. If they're going all electric in twenty five, that's such a small car. They can't put a battery in it. Think about it. They can't make it where. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's well, what they're I know doing. They got the new little. They got the new little Chevy Volt. Right. And that's their smallest battery-powered car. And I wish they'd have put one in this little bitty dude because yeah. I see them all over the place because a lot of people do buy them. And I know GM's under government mandate having to go electric. But I'm hoping that somebody will bring one. Now, the Chinese are threatening to bring in very inexpensive electric cars, which is probably going to tie up that into the market. Well, you know, I read something the other day, uh, Mike, this is pretty interesting, on batteries. You know, most batteries are um, ion batteries. And they said that, you know, the question was, um, do we have enough uh, material to make ion batteries? Well, if we didn't have ion batteries, if you look at the periodical table right under ion batteries is sodium. You would have sodium batteries, and they're supposed to work as well. So we'll just see what happens. that's pretty cool news because— I grew up in Salt Lake City. You know, we got the Great Salt Desert, and if the people in Utah have their heads on their shoulders, they'll get into that business damn quick because they got more salt than the rest of the country. That's what I'm That'd talking cool. about. That would be. Yeah. Thanks for that tip. I'm gonna keep an eye on that. Yes, sir. Thanks, Mike. We're glad that you called in. Let's go to Chad in Vicksburg. Chad, thanks for calling AutoCorrect. What's your comment for Coach Charlie? Yes, sir. I have two or three quick questions. Um, do you know, like, for older cars, like in the 70s, you, I mean, I, don't know, I know they didn't have them out there, like, but a two-speed rear end for a vehicle. Have you ever heard of a two-speed rear end? Mm, not really, because you'd have to, how are you going to change the rear end, you know, as a two-speed? Well, I ain't never heard that one. I'm sorry. Well, well I mean, I've, I've, I've been in one. Now, this was on, like, a heavy-duty truck, big, you know, uh, not quite 18-wheeler, but right below it, you know. Uh, and another question I have, um, I'm rebuilding an engine, and so oil has never been in this block. It has never been. This is all new stuff. Would you go with synthetic or uh, conventional oil? Well, if it's a brand-new engine, I'd start out with synthetic. And if oil's never been in it, I know you've done lubed it and everything. You've done, everything's lubed on the inside of it. I'd just go with uh, synthetic, a good synthetic oil in there, and just keep going. Okay. And last question I have, uh, since, we're, since all the cars going to electric and everything now, do you think gas prices are going to like really kick up and make it hard for people that, you know, the people like the classic cars, like to be able to afford gas? Well, you know what they did? They took lead out. You know, that was one of the things they did in the 70s. They took the lead out of it, and then they had to change the formulation of the gas to be unleaded. I think you're still going to have gas vehicles because they're not going to get rid of all these gas vehicles no matter what. So they're going to have gas, and not every company is mandated and said they're going all electric. The only one I know that said they're going all electric right now is GM by 35 or 25. You know, so yeah, there's going to be plenty of gas out there. Um, <laughs> what about the prices going way up on it? Yeah, I would. You know. It's according to what administration you have in there, and once again, that gets into politics. According to what administration you have in there is what's going to how the price of the gas is going to go up and down, and according to what they're doing. If the next administration comes in there and says, hey, we're going to drop the regulations and go from there, then you'll change. Okay. Okay. Well, I love y'all's show, and I love the radio station. Thank you all so much. 
Oh, we oh we love you too, Carl. Thank you. We're discussing lubricating your vehicle and taking your repair questions. Send us your emails, auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. Expedition. Expedition. It always seems funny to me that an expedition was smaller than a excursion. I don't know. The the names and the lengths of the journeys don't always match up on the names of the cars. So anyway, this is Autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. If you're looking for a sporty and luxurious way to carry kids and trailers, we might have a great vehicle for you this week. It's a 2022 Ford Expedition Limited with the Stealth Appearance Package on it. And I think it looks really cool. I mean, it's a big box of an SUV, but on the outside of it, you got black grille and black lettering and 22-inch black alloy wheels with red brake calipers. It is really pretty sporty. And that continues inside with red stitching on the seats, on the dashboard, on the leather-wrapped steering wheel. And you've got heated and ventilated seats and heated leather-wrapped steering wheel. And it all looks really, really nice inside. There's a lot of luxury, too. You've got a flat-screen instrument cluster. You've got the gigantic touchscreen that comes out of the Ford F-150 Lightning. And you've got the B&O audio system and all the safety features. Underneath the skin, it's a 3.5-liter twin-turbo V6. delivers 400 horsepower, 480 pound-feet of torque, and you can pull up to 9,200 pounds of trailer. Gas mileage not so great at 60 miles per gallon in the city, 22 on the highway. So what is all this going to cost you? Well, the Expedition starts right at $54,000. This one has equipped $83,000. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show from our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Stay tuned after the show at 11 a.m. Thursday on Southern Remedy, Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. That's our topic. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician, It's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Well, you know, we're thinking about lubrication. We're thinking about changing our oil and our oil filters. Once again, I'm going to tell you, go to the owner's manual. It has a maintenance schedule that we'll talk about next week. But go to the owner's manual, look at the maintenance schedule, and change your oil accordingly. Great. Let's go to Alan, who has called in from Raymond. Alan, thanks for hanging on. What's your comment or question for Coach Charlie? Oh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I love this show. All the shows, but this show, well, because I have a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, this might be silly, but I've changed my oil in every car I've had. But this 2019 Ford Fusion it has a splash guard, like a lot of them. You could take them all off, a 50 millimeter. But on the front right corner. There's like a clip. And I had to figure out how to get it off without breaking it. So I I bring it to a shop and they change the oil and I says I I guess I should ask them what did they do? Well uh, it's, like a, it's like a clip. There's, there's, I can't figure get it off with a screwdriver or No, don't use a screwdriver. Let me tell you what to use. They make a special tool for that. Uh, that clip has two little recesses on side, one on each side that there's a special pair of pliers that you have that has little grips on it. You stick it in there, you pull out the middle, and then the clip comes out. Okay? But you got to use that pair of pliers. If you use a screwdriver underneath it, you want to break the clip. 
Yeah. I, I, <laughs> sometimes I uh, don't know my own strength, but uh, <laughs> I didn't want to take a chance. Well, um, that's that's what I'm saying. You can get that at, you, at a store? You can uh, get that at, uh, well, a lot of auto parts stores don't have that. Uh, I got mine off the uh, Cornwall truck. Have- you know, uh, I'm a... I bought tools, and that was one of the tools oh, that wow. I bought. You know, but they do wow. make a special tool now for we, those. Now, and they do make some little pieces of tools that you slip under it and you pry them out. But you got to get that center part out first, because if not, you'll break the clip every time. So, are those pliers? Oh, okay. Is it more than the cost of an oil change, or how how long would it take you to recap the cost of the pliers? Well, it's according to what you're going to do. The pliers are not very expensive, but if you're going, it's, they're used for so many different things, oh, okay. for so many different clips on that car. If you're undoing all types of clips, it, this is the same type of tool. Oh, so well, I'm going to keep this car for a while, like I usually do, seven, eight years, easy. Yeah, go pay. I, I don't give away the cars. Yeah, go, <laughs> pay, go pay $25, $30 for the tool, and you'll have oh, it all the time. Oh, oh well, that would, that would pay for the first oil change. That's right. Because I put 100% synthetic and. That's right. Paying twenty, twenty-three, uh, sixty-eight, whatever. That's it. With tax and oil to get the oil change. I give them the oil and the filter. Yeah, okay. but you, but you oh, can okay. use you can use this pair of pliers on any vehicle that has clips. All right, thanks, oh. Alan. We're so glad that you called in, and we're glad that that helped. Fantastic. Uh, let's go to John in Mobile. John, I'm glad you didn't call in earlier because we had a different John in Mobile. Because, or are you the same one? Um, different one. Different one. Great. Well, we're glad you've called in. What's your comment or question for Coach? Okay. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, Coach, I called in back in October about my leaky and noisy power steering system on a 2001 uh, Mercury Sable. And um, I had it fixed about the same time. Uh, and uh, what they did was, let's see, we've got the invoice here. They changed the oil sending unit and the power steering pressure switch. And um, uh, let's see, weeks later, I lifted the hood to see how it was doing, and the uh, power steering reservoir was about half inch below the minimum mark, and which amazed me because this thing was not making all the groaning and moaning noises that it had been uh, earlier. So I'm curious... Uh, well, I just went out there about half an hour ago and lifted the hood and checked it again. That oil level, uh, fluid level, hasn't moved. I just thought I'd monitor it, and it doesn't seem to be losing anymore. The, um, you know, the driveway has finally dried out underneath that particular area. Can you suggest what they might have done? Yeah. To- what they probably did when they took that sending unit off, okay, so the sending unit has a little gasket between it and where it goes in, and so the sending unit was leaking at the gasket most likely. So they put a new sending unit in, and they filled it up, and then they let the car go after they didn't hear no more noise. So really what's probably happened is that the um, rack and pinion has taken the oil out of the power steering. You know, it's used, to, and it's probably it's sitting in the rack and pinion where it's supposed to. So really, what they did, what they really probably didn't is re, they didn't fill it up completely. Well, it's not making noise, and it's below the minimum. Do I need to fill it up to between minimum and maximum, like it's supposed to be? Yeah, go ahead and fill it up, and uh, make sure you fill it up to don't overfill it. But yeah, go ahead and fill it up. But what it is right now is that the rack and pinion is full, 
and it can't take any more, but you want to take and fill the reservoir up in case something happens. I will do. Okay. Thank you very much, Coach. Love the program. Thank you. All right. Thanks, John. Let's do one of these emails real quick. Uh, let's go with the defogger vents. Hi. Any way to clean out windshield defogger vents? Mine is obstructed. Some lint removed with tweezers, but still blocked. The easiest way to do that, you get, we got two ways. You can go under the uh, glove box right there where the heater control is, undo the uh, line that goes to the vent, take and push air through it, it'll push it out. Or you can take a small vacuum cleaner, go right up there and just get you a hose. Just You can make a hose to go on the end of that vacuum cleaner, and you can just stick it right there and suck all that land out of there. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, then we've got time for the other one. Uh, gas smell. Hi. How much of a gas smell is normal? I notice it when moving my Nissan Frontier from one area of the driveway to another. First of all, no gas smell is normal. Uh, gas, uh, the liquid does not burn. It's the fumes that burn. So there should be, you should smell nothing. Um, let me add something new that you might not, people might not understand. You should fill your vehicle up when the vehicle, when the gas hand clicks and you know that the vehicle's full, don't try to put any more gas in it. Cause what happens, you have a, uh, charcoal canister and you have a line that's on the gas, uh, tank that goes from the where you put the gas into the tank and that goes to a charcoal canister and that's supposed to collect all the fumes. If you fill it up, too full liquid gets in there and you're always going to smell gas. Oh, okay. So when it when it clicks, it's done. When it clicks, it's done. That's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our crew, our pit crew, we've got Java Chapman as the board engineer, intern Charles Arnold as our call screener, and podcast producer Jermaine Flood. So for Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Liz Gill. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.